Welcome, whoever the hell you are, to Season 2, Episode 9 of Stay at Homer, the podcast where two British men on coronavirus lockdown in the UK rewatch every episode of The Simpsons from the start. Uh, my name's Andrew Lowe. My name is Tim Tucker. And today we've got to Season 3, Episode 24 of the show, and which is called Brother, Can You Spare Two Dimes? And it's the final episode of Season 3. Um, yeah, but or is it, Tim? I'm going to put that in is there. It, it is, yeah. but it was basically it was the show. The network wanted to do something at this time, which I think is August '92, uh, to say to show how brilliant they were. And they'd finished on the last episode this season, and this was due to apparently start the next season, start season four. This episode, and they had to, and they wanted it in so they could trail it and show how brilliant they were, and so they rushed. Not really rushed it, but they kind of forced the writers and the production team to get it out as the last episode of season two, uh, season three. Oh right, yeah. So maybe not that interesting, but true. But what it kind of uh, what it says to me is uh, how incredible it is that how good this episode turned out because um, yeah, it was produced under very difficult conditions. Uh, I can't bring it within me to feel for them, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, you're right. The um, you wouldn't get that from watching it, would you? No. More on that when we when we when we go through it. Do, but do you have any um, any thoughts about our situation in oh. um, with regards to pandemics and things? Yeah. In the you know, meanwhile, in the real world, it, this you know was flashing back to August ninety yeah. ninety two, but in, in the um, in the real world. Uh, society continues to collapse, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a bit levelled off a bit this week, isn't it? I um, I don't know. I go from day to day now. It's it, I've, I don't know about you, but I've stopped doing that mm. thing now on email where you say, "Oh, I hope you're okay, given the circumstances." <laughs> you know, all things. I, d- I don't even bother with that now. Yeah. You know, it's just, just deal with it. Deal life. with it, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's there's no sort of there's no greeting you can make anymore that refers to the horrible situation we're in. I do say take care a lot. I, I, yeah. I mean, I sort of say take care to, I think, to people in shops and things that I probably wouldn't normally say that to. I'd probably normally say cheers and more thanks. Yeah, yeah. But I definitely now say, yeah, take care. And it's a kind of, it's the only, I think it's all I've got left, really. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it occurred to me it's a bit like grief because yeah. um, I'm doing, the book I'm writing at the moment, I've, I've researched a lot about, about grief and the process of grief and everything. It's fascinating. Yeah. And, it occurs to me that we're sort of grieving for the life that we used to have, yeah. um, because because mm. we've gone through all the stages. We're going through all the stages, um, you know, the classic stages of grief, where famously there's a sort of denial, anger, acceptance sort of uh, continuum yeah. that's recognised with grief. Well, it en- ends with it ends with acceptance. I know that much. It starts with yes. denial. It starts with denial and ends with acceptance. I mean, you go through a whole arc between, don't you? Funnily enough, on the Simpsons theme, there's a brilliant Simpsons episode where he goes through all of them in about two seconds, about three seconds. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I can't remember yeah. if you've done that one or not. But yeah, my, my point was really that you kind of um, it feels like you're going through those stages where you know we sort of denied it at first, didn't we? Going coronavirus, whatever, it's fine. It's just, yeah. it's just the, having a cold or something. It's in, and it's in China. Forget yeah. it. Yeah. Then there was that sort of anger that people didn't help us out, that society and the leaders uh, mm. didn't kind of help. And then, you know, it goes to a stage and it feels like at the moment, um, I feel kind of in that kind of weird state of acceptance, really. Yeah. That I'm just sort yeah, of... Yeah, I think we I've are. gone a bit limp about it all. Yeah, I agree. Because at every turn, our illustrious leaders have um, 
uh, let let me down kind of thing of let us down. Let us down. Uh, mm. So I've sort of gone beyond being angry about it. Yeah. Just thinking. Yeah. Just wake me when it's over. Yeah. <laughs> well, with that in mind, probably a good time because we're just going down the sinkhole there, aren't we? So, um, brother, can you spare two dimes? Yeah. Written by John Schwartzfelder. Yeah. Um, as we discussed last time, probably one of the great writers of The Simpsons' golden period. Mm. So um, opens with a cue for um, some sort of power plant physical where Lenny turns up with no pants on, <laughs> is the gag there. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to get through this thing because I've got, I've got so many notes about this episode. That, yeah. Um, it just seems like every every two or three seconds is something delightful happens in this episode. Yeah. It, it's so packed. Yeah. You know, right at the beginning... What what we have to get to here, the writer's saying, we need to get to the idea that Homer's sterile. How are we going to find that out? And he gets a kind of bullshit award yeah. sort of payoff yeah. from the company to avoid, make sure he doesn't sue them. So rewind that back. Let's have him go to a physical yeah. and then we discover that. But I love it. He's just waiting to, waiting <laughs> in line in his pants. And then, then he turns up, yeah, in the nude. And there's this little weird exchange where he's saying... <laughs> he's saying... Didn't, yeah, he forgot it was a physical. So the fact that Lenny's forgotten the physical and he hasn't, what, he hasn't worn any pants that day? Any, he, any underpants? I guess he normally doesn't wear pants, so yeah. he would only put them on if it was physical. <laughs> so, I mean, you, which is a really odd... Brilliant. He's a perfect character for that gag, isn't he? Yeah, it's Lenny. a brilliantly odd yeah. way to start the episode. <laughs> I love the way they use Lenny because he, yeah. he's such a great character, but um, he's perfect in that, yeah. But the next gag is that they, um, the, they show uh, 104% body fat on Homer, um, mainly because he's eating a chicken leg while he's actually doing his physical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more evidence of his chronic eating disorder. Yeah. Cut to him coming back home, and there is a lovely exchange where Marge says, how was your day? Was that one of your notes? Because his yeah. response is brilliant, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, incredible, yeah. I mean, instead of saying, oh, we had a medical <laughs> at work, <laughs> you know, he says, oh, the usual, stand in front of this, open that, pull down this, bend over, spread apart yeah. that. Turn your head that way. Cough. He's <laughs> a specific spread rundown of his. Of, I think spread apart that spread is quite that a shuddery moment. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Yeah, and it's a very quick pace. This one, uh, as you say, because we cut to Burns and Smithers. Yep. looking at um, Homer Simpson's. Well, Smithers announces dramatically that Homer Simpson is sterile. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm not sure. Looking through a microscope. I'm not sure the. Uh, sort of confidentiality it's quite nice is um clarification of who homer simpson is because um, burns never knows as we know so he's, he's <laughs> one of the cabbage heads from yeah seven G. there must be a youtube supercut of all those yeah and then um then we see homer's sperm which is quite fun well sort of lazy mm. fat sperm <laughs> bumping into each other yeah <laughs> and then smithers sperm in comparison is sort of like a kind of formation yeah sailing <laughs> a shoal of sperm <laughs> Just kind of like perfectly sailing in the right direction, going. Mm. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, we then cut to Burns um, lecturing his lawyers rather nicely. This is incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Again, yeah. it's just incredible moment after incredible moment. The way he's just inexplicably furious with them. <laughs> he says, "You're a bunch of vipers. You live on personal yeah. injury. You live on divorces. <laughs> yeah. It's all true. Pain and misery. <laughs> yeah." And- He's getting coffee. And they go, yes, please, black. And he says, black like your heart. I hate you so much. And it's just sort of, what's, where's this anger coming from? It's so hard for me to listen to you. Yeah, it's 
Um, yeah, it's a bit dramatic. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I imagine they get in the way of his wealth, basically, don't they? they you know, he's, he's he's always quite. He's always got an army of them, and they always seem to get in the way of something. Yeah. No, and he, he's annoyed, isn't he? Because he because they say, "Oh, you could give him a settlement." He says, "Oh, a settlement! I could have thought of that." You know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's just annoyed that they're being paid for things he could have come up with. I think. Yeah. So that's the idea: is that they're gonna, you know, the the, the setup is that Homer's sterile, uh, and they're gonna have to pay him off mm. because it's probably the the radioactivity that's made him sterile. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to below the poverty line, um, bunch of tramps, or uh, what do Americans call tramps? Hobos. Yeah, bombs. <laughs> bombs, yeah. We call them tramps. I like the. I like this guy saying, um, I went broke because I opened Mickey Mouse <laughs> massage parlours. Yeah. yeah. He says, but those Disney sleaze balls shut me down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just... Yeah. Every, every, everything between... There's a gag between the gags, you know. It's yeah. Uh, they seem to be... Well, I suppose the gag here is that they seem to be all ex-entrepreneurs, don't they? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, there's a clown in there as well, but yeah, they're not they're not sort of people who are homeless because they're you know they had abuse at home or anything. Mm. But um, yeah, and and it gives um, Herb, as we we know, um, Herb is Homer's long lost brother, a chance to flash back to the episode where um, he first turned up. Just a quick point on that: we don't get many flashbacks in The Simpsons, do we? Um, there's usually a flash. There was a flashback in the Krusty episode, yeah, and this one, but. It sort of took me a, a bit by surprise seeing a flashback. Did it you? I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to they've got to connect it with that first episode, haven't they? Yeah. Which is um, it's called Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Isn't yeah, it? that's it. Yeah. So that's from season two. That's that's that was aired February ninety one, and this is being aired in August ninety two. So I suppose they're saying, well, let's we need to remind the the Americans watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I suppose it's a kind of um, it's one of those exposition things, isn't it? Yeah. Where as writers, we both know it's the tricky thing is how you get over information without um, without someone just info dumping. And, yeah. Um, sometimes you do have to do that. You do have to. You feel you need to kind of just remind them of something. Or, yeah. So it's it's however you do it. They, so this is quite an art artful way of doing it, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. I, I've seen them do it smoother, but but um, it didn't interrupt yeah. the um, the flow of the episode. Yeah. Um, I mean, you think about how many characters come back in The Simpsons, and uh, you know they never they never normally do a flashback, yeah. but they have. Yeah. This this and the Krusty um, episodes they do they tend to they tend to do it. But yeah, he's he's uh, he sort of finishes by saying that all he needs well, he was ruined by Homer, uh, but all he really needs to get back on track is to get have an idea. Um, yeah. And then we cut to the living room, the Simpsons living room, where Bart's doing living room Olympics and the sofa collapses. Yeah. And then Homer's just distraught. It's a, it's a great trigger for a, for a lot of this. I wouldn't call it a subplot, but it's a great thread through it, isn't it? The idea of the sofa. The strength of this episode is the structure, I think, is the yeah, way that it's plotted definitely. and woven, yeah. all woven together. Yeah. There's nothing really hanging, is there? And yeah, so he breaks the sofa. Homer's like distraught, saying, oh, the dream is over. And yeah, he has these flashbacks of the, the sofa, which are really, <laughs> really boring, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> all, he, all he's doing is sitting on it. <laughs> he's just sitting on it, and he's watching various key moments in sort of TV history, like who shot JR and the moon. Isn't it the moon landings? No, not the moon landings. It's I think the, the Berlin Wall Berlin comes Wall, down. Yeah. yeah. And um, and that's it, isn't it? That's all he's, that's yeah. he's only remembered. But then he watches this sort of inane sitcom, Goma yeah. Pile or something, which we didn't get in the UK. No, there's another a reference I didn't get, which is the hands around America thing, where he's still sat in the sofa while everyone else is doing the actual hand holding. Yes, yeah, he's obviously just hasn't got the idea. Yeah, I like yeah. Bart's excuse here when he walks in. Who the hell did this? 
when the sofa's in, is collapsed. And yeah. Bart says, we were just sitting on the couch, quietly chatting when it just happened. Mm. And Homer goes, okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, yeah. Um, kids are kids are resourceful like that, yeah. aren't they? Meanwhile, we um, cut to Herb, who's trying to come up with an idea. Here's uh, a nearby baby, um, mother and baby, and realises... Well, as we'll see, because it doesn't get revealed yet, but gets an idea from that, that she's trying to work out what the baby's saying. Yeah, and he is a crying baby, and she's like, what are you saying? I don't know what you're saying. And then Herb runs up to her and says, you just gave me the idea of a lifetime, lady. Yeah. Uh, and she goes, please don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's still in full <laughs> bum gear, isn't he? <laughs> so... <laughs> and he says, consider it done. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so as you say, it's nicely threading together. There's a lot of quick cuts here. But uh, we cut back to the power plant where Homer is told to report to Burns um, where he's offered $2,000. And and Homer has the great line, I'm not signing anything until I've read it or someone gives me the gist of it. That's basically how I deal with things like that. (laughs) I thought that's that's exactly what I how I think about forms. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, Burns' welcome. He says to Smithers, "Is this the one with the lazy sperm?" Yeah. He says, "Yeah." He says, "Homer, you virile." <laughs> um, completely the opposite of what uh, yes. what he's about to say. And, Easily seen through. And joyously, Tim, here we get uh, Burns inventing the award, saying, giving, oh, yes. giving a reason yeah. for him to be paid off as he invents the first <laughs> annual. Montgomery Burns Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. Yes. Um, it's very close to, to what you actually get out there, isn't it? Those kind of Yeah, awards. it is, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's brilliantly sort of quite an acerbic satire on just the whole yeah. idea of award, award ceremonies and industry backslapping and stuff like that. And Homer says, do I get some kind of award ceremony? And and Burns looks a bit nonplussed and his, his, his lawyer's nodding. So, so we cut to... Yeah. Um, a, a big sign saying first annual Montgomery Burns Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. Yes, and uh, this is a great ceremony because it's a quite a glitzy ceremony. And, yeah, it's um, really glitzy, yeah. Yeah, and they've got smoking... It's well over the top. Yeah, they've got smoking Joe Fraser's boxer, the heavyweight boxer, um, yeah. Tony York. Uh, he, he, <laughs> all he does is just reads out the definition of excellence yes. uh, from a dictionary. He says, it's the quality or condition of being excellent. I love it which clarifies things for me (laughs) (laughs) there's a great statue of ferns at the top of the stairs they're doing this sort of uh, with wings and sort of holding up uh, an isotrope or something yeah brilliant it's very sort of Trumpian actually yeah it is yeah but what what's funny is it's I don't know why they had to go to this level of cost and uh, you know um, just to (laughs) just to give him the award but and Homer (laughs) pretends he doesn't know he's going to get it which is yeah, he's like, oh my god, when it gets awarded. Yeah, it's woven in so well. There's lots of great little subtle satires. Mm. There's wonderful dialogue gags, yeah. great cultural gags, and also uh, it, he st- stirs in a bit of slapstick as well when Homer falls yeah. off the balcony. And um, that's, you know, yeah, that's it's, it's written, it's written and conceived by somebody with just such a a sharp comic mind. You know, yes. really co- sort of highly literate in terms of sort of his. Um, absolutely sensibility well it's funny you should say that because i watched this one i don't watch all of them but i watched this one with my son who's 13 and he loves the slapstick stuff you know i quite like slapstick but he he is in bellowing with laughter at the um falling off the and and it reminded me when you see it with somebody younger of different generation that there are gags for everyone in in a good simpsons episode you know there's gags that only the adults get and there's gags that the kids find funny and it's you know it all works so beautifully yeah that's, that's kind of the reason why one of the reasons why i love it i think if i'm in the mood for the slapstick 
Slapstick mm. just hits you on a kind of gut level, doesn't it? Yeah. It's very difficult to to resist. Yeah. Uh, we cut to Homer brings Joe Fraser. I, I like what they do with their guest star here because you know we've said like the Spinal Tap wasn't quite working, but Joe Fraser they work really well because they get another nice scene out yeah. of him when he comes to Moe's, uh, gets into a fight with Barney. What's strange about this is that apparently, <laughs> due to my extensive research of typing the episodes yes. into the Google search bar, mm. uh, he he basically they wanted Barney to knock him out, but his son said no, I'm not having that. Really? Yeah, he's a heavyweight, doesn't get knocked out. <laughs> So they just have this kind of subtle version where Joe Fraser kicks Barney's ass and leaves him in a, a bin. It gets a bit more realistic. Yeah. <laughs> we cut to Aben. We get one of my... Uh, well, we, we've mentioned this before, one of our favourite little epithets in the show, when he says, hello, what's this? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's a newspaper with the Homer story. Yes. The award story on I the front page. That, yeah, I thought of you... I, I always hear your voice saying, hello, what's this? When yeah. I, when... <laughs> but, but hello, what's this is a kind of... Um, a sort of meta thing, isn't it? Saying, look, we know this is a bit of a God of the Machine moment yeah. where he just happens to see this <laughs> newspaper. But um, it's kind of benign, isn't it? It's, it's acceptable and they kind of make a gag about yeah. it by saying, hello, what's this? And it's, so it's Homer on the front page receiving the first annual Montgomery Burns Award yeah. for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. And they've got a picture of him getting the award and brilliantly a picture of him falling off the bus. <laughs> and it's exactly the money that Herb needs yes. for his... Um... Yeah, for his invention. Yeah. Meanwhile, Homer is trying to replace his couch. He's been going on about his couch all the time. Right. Even even to Joe Fraser, who said, I lost the heavyweight championship. And Homer's like, well, yeah, there's three of those. There's only one <laughs> of this couch. Um, but uh, he, he, he ends up <laughs> test driving the fantastic Spine Melter 2000. Yeah, which is some sort of vibrating relaxation type chair. And he says, give me full power. Um, yeah going into a brilliant animation of him sort of warping through a different dimension. Well, it's based on 2001, isn't it? It's based, obviously, the kind of final sequence of that. The sort of, um, (laughs) you know, the kind of transcendental um, moment of sort of pure pure intelligence. No one's gone there before, by the looks of it. Yeah, no one's gone to that place, (laughs) gone to that plane before. So, yeah, the the spine melter, is is, he's got his $2,000 from the award and he's got... It's just he wants to spend yeah. it on the, the chair. And he says, but the, and the family protests. And he says, there's an empty spot inside me. Uh, I tried to fill it with family, religion, community service, but those were dead ends. <laughs> <laughs> so this chair is the answer. Great. A quick, just a quick flashback to when Abe decides to go and pursue Homer and reconcile with Homer. Yeah. Um, he, he has to jump on a passing train, oh, yes. which again is another brilliant visual gag because mm. he's about to jump on the different train cars go past. Yeah. And one's got toxic waste. Mm. The next one is like a cage of lions. <laughs> and he's going, no, no. <laughs> then there's sulfuric acid. No. Crusty sulfuric acid. And the last acid. one has got fluffy cushions. Yeah. <laughs> it's transporting a, a load of fluffy cushions. And he's like, that's yeah, the one. That's... <laughs> it's such a lovely It's like you say, when, when they're on peak form like this, every little transition is a gag, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's not just a, you know, yeah. we, we've got to get him to Springfield, but they do it really creatively. Yeah. Um, yeah, they get they get to Springfield brilliantly in I don't know five seconds. Yeah, with laugh out loud um, gags. And yeah, and it's laugh out loud gags. Yeah, and he, even when he gets to the house, they could have got him straight to the door, but he gets the wrong door and goes <laughs> to Ned Flanders. Uh, and, and what that turns out to be, they totally clean him up, don't they? They give him a, a suit, um, sing him off yeah. to the right door. So and they <laughs> uh, and lovely Todd or Rod or whichever I can never remember says, "Can I can I anoint the sores on his feet?" Yeah. Um, 
and then said, I think it's young Bob's turn. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh. <laughs> there's a great part in my when he says, um, I love them. If you want to come again and you want to sleep, you want to sleep here, me and Maud can sleep on card tables. <laughs> He's just—he's just so so selfless. Isn't yeah, he? he's fantastic. Yeah, he's a brilliant foil to, to Homer's selfishness. And another another slight net note earlier, we missed a line where the broken couch, and Homer says, "Yeah, you're right. You're going back to where you came from on the the lawn in front of Flanders House." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, lovely. Yeah, and then. Uh, so while he's waiting for the door to be answered, Herb's sort of going through all of his conflicting emotions. You know, it's my brother, but he ruined me. And, you know, how, how am I going to express this? And it ends up he expresses it by punching him in the face, which yeah. is a nice way of, uh, of doing it. <laughs> uh, I, love, I love Homer's punched face. He, he always looks <laughs> great as he collapses to the, yeah, to the doorstep. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he, he stays for dinner, has a chat with the family and mentions that he's got... Um, well, actually, they have a nice game of Monopoly. Yeah, it's a good little domestic scene, isn't it? Because um, Homer, yeah. Homer gives him a tour of the house. Like I said, there's too much in this episode to him, but I can't let it go. It's too good. Homer gives him a tour of the house, and he's going, here's the light switch. Yeah. Just on, and this way is off, which is like a totally unnecessary <laughs> yeah. detail. Um, and he says, I wonder what this switch does. And he turns it on, and it turns on the 1985 Christmas lights. Yes, that's right. Outside. Um, and <laughs> I love music. the idea that they just left that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, they're having dinner and, and Herb says, mm, this is delicious, Marge. And she says, oh, I've got the recipe from the Utility Grade Beef Council. <laughs> Homer's like, yeah, they do good work. Um, and and then and Homer asks Herb, can you give some advice to me? I'm, I'm most likely going to be a bomb like yourself. <laughs> uh, and he says, discarded pizza boxes are yeah. an expensive source of cheese. Um, wonderful. And then he sings Maggie a bedtime song and says she's going to make him rich. Yeah, and then they play Monopoly. Yeah, and I like his line to Lisa that he, he drops in that he had to use a rat for a pillow because of your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's pretty but Yeah, as you say, they play Monopoly, which is um, yeah, yeah, always a, a risk, but seems to pass off fairly well. Yeah, I think Homer taunts him about money again. Um, yeah, he says, broke again, huh? I guess you're not much of a businessman. <laughs> it's not, not, not very tactful. Not at all. <laughs> so then they have this discussion about what they can spend the $2,000 on. Yeah. Um, and uh, Herb's Herb's obviously pitching. Um, you give a broken man a second chance. Uh, Homer says nah. Yeah. <laughs> but but then he shows Homer. <laughs> Homer gets uh, really caught up with the bird dipping into the water, doesn't he? Because uh, he shows him. He loves it. Yeah. <laughs> He's never seen it before by all, by all accounts. Yeah, it's like a sponge sort of uh, base or head, whatever. So every time it touches the water, it just takes enough to for it to do another motion of. Yeah, we've all seen them in offices we've all around. Seen that, yeah, yeah, just a little novelty thing. But obviously, for Homer, it's one of the greatest yeah. things he's ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, finally gets he gets to reveal it's a baby translator. Oh, actually, yeah, sorry, he does say, "Can I just show you, give you a twenty-minute presentation?" Oh, yeah. And Homer brilliantly says, 20 minutes." Which that's <laughs> again exactly how I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really is exactly yeah. how I think. Really, you know, yeah. Whenever anyone says anything like that. I just think twenty minutes, Jesus. <laughs> you can't do it in five. So, um, but yeah, eventually he gets across uh, by demonstration, uh, demonstrating Maggie's thoughts beautifully. Yeah, he unveils the baby translator. Yeah, um, wonderful. And we hear for the first time Maggie's the workings of Maggie's brain. 
it's done in his voice. So you hear Maggie's thoughts in, in Herb's voice, don't we? Yeah. So we get phrases like, lavish attention on me and entertain me. Yeah, and then they do peekaboo. <laughs> yeah. Like, where did, where did you go? Oh, there you are. Very amusing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and best of all, I have soiled myself. How embarrassing. Which is lovely. And so this presentation, Homer says... I don't know, Herb. You sh- I think you should have just taken an existing product and put a clock in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just such a pointless, useless bit of feedback. <laughs> and we've all been in meetings as well, yeah. haven't yeah, we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like with someone who says something like that. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> and then we have a cut to the fantastic Baby Expo. I don't know if that's what it's called, but that's yeah. what it is, essentially. There's a fantastic dog in a yeah. in a ball, isn't there? Like a hamster ball. Yes, yeah, sealed <laughs> into a glass ball. Yeah. yeah. It's just a ball. Looking ink. really distressed. <laughs> the baby's just shoving it around. And uh, Professor Fink is um, is demonstrating uh, a flying machine with his son in it, yeah. um, which is highly dangerous. Yeah, and says, my wife's going to kill yeah. me. <laughs> He's a weird character, Professor Fink, isn't he? They sort of seem to use him. They sort of just drop him in from time to time. And um, yeah. I don't really know what he's based on, or I suppose he's based on the naughty professor. Yeah, he's he, the, the Jerry Lewis. Jerry yeah. Lewis yeah. I love yeah. him, don't you? I, I do like him, yeah. He's a kind of like... Um, He's quite a sort of chaotic little presence. They just they just lob him in there like a grenade when they just need to need a quick go. Exactly. Yeah. There, there's some episodes where he really comes into his own. I think where he's the perfect character for the scene. Yeah. He, he does make me laugh. He's a bit like Doctor Nick, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's that kind of character. They yeah. drop in Doctor Nick when they need. Yeah. A hack surgeon. Some sort of medical yeah. kind of ab- aberration or something. Oh, who's the lawyer? A Lionel Hutz. Yes. Bit, they're yeah, they're very similar. Hutz, they? Yeah. Where they just need an yeah. aberration, a sort of uh, an exaggeration of. Um, <laughs> Yeah. We see his invention take off uh, as Herb demos it at the Baby Expo. Baby, It reveals Baby saying things like, I only want to eat candy. And this leash yes. demeans us both. <laughs> and then, yeah, he gets a huge, he gets a, a rush of orders um, and and then yeah. becomes rich. I like the way they just go. Yeah, just he comes rich that, again. They do that yeah. in about three seconds. He gets all the orders and he goes, I'm rich again. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's, it just happens. Just to pause on his invention a minute, I, lo- I love that they're all what what the, the comedy comes from making babies sound more articulate yeah. than they are, right? To, of course. To, yeah, and uh, I just find that they don't overdo that; they just do it perfectly um, pitched. They do. They, they do it's, four, it's, don't they? They just do four of them in total. Yeah. Um, mm. And they could have really yeah. pushed it, but you're right. Yeah, that's another one of the reasons why it's yeah. such a great episode. They just they're really careful in the way that they do that. Yeah. And now he's rich, he gives some gifts to the Simpsons. Um, Lisa gets her encyclopedias. Yeah. Uh, does Bart get NRA membership? I think he does, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And he says, can um, I get cyanide-tipped armour-plated ammunition? And Herb says, it's in the Constitution, son. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just <laughs> horrendous. And then um, Marge gets the new washer and dryer. We didn't pick up on that earlier, but they, they were pretty clapped out. Yeah, and he sold the old ones to Moe's. Yeah, they, they were doing weird racing games with them in Moe's, weren't they? Yeah, I love it. And Moe um, just kicks the dryer going, stupid dryer, because it's, <laughs> it's lost the race and he's bet on it. I like the fact that he gives Lisa... The great works of Western civilization, from Beowulf to less than zero. <laughs> I love the fact it's almost John Swartzwell thinking, "How can I get the two most contrasting yeah. books, works of literature imaginable?" Yeah. <laughs> this kind of like classical, you know, just sort of almost like gothic kind of thing for to um, this sort of contemporary. A tale of you know American like, yeah. trust fund kids, and then it comes to Homer, and um, 
yeah, we have this protracted thing where, you know, Homer's saying, well, what did you get me here? What did you get me? And it turns out, well, it looks like he's only going to give him forgiveness. Yeah. But um, right at the end, he pulls out, no, I got you the damn chair. Yeah. It's perfect for lots of reasons. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect that yeah. he doesn't perfect ending. just get in the chair and that's the end of it. Or he doesn't just get in the chair and it's the chair that makes them reconcile. Yeah. The correct <laughs> version, yeah. definitely, yeah. is that he forgives him and... yeah. Then he gives him the chair and you get the reconciliation. Yeah. It's just perfect. It is perfect. And even more perfect is the last scene after that. He's on the chair yeah. having fun. Is is his sperm being reinvigorated? <laughs> so I, I, my, I take from that that he's cured, that his, his sperm is now fully fully functioning. Well, there's so, sort of like a cyclical nature to the, to the show, yeah. isn't there? You know, it begins yeah. with him going to the physical yeah. where it's revealed he's sterile and then all the way they go around the houses he finally gets his chair and mm. it sort of fixes his, his his problem yeah it's kind of like a perfect episode Tim isn't it really? it is I mean, it is I actually think plot wise certainly and gag wise yeah is that yeah. is it a 10 I think it is isn't it it's a 10 for me yeah, yeah. and I, I was yeah, thinking definitely a 10 yeah yeah I was trying to look for something that might not make it a 10 because we've had a lot of 10s in this series but there's nothing there's no there's no chink in it, is there? It's um, it gets much more than it should do out of every every episode and every transition and every every gag. Yeah, I can't. I, the, like I was saying to you, the fact that I know the circumstances it was produced under, and, and you know the, this kind of way that they had to get this extra episode in season three, um, mm. uh, and how well it's come out. It actually came out. It's uh, quite extraordinary. And yeah. also, Hank Azaria was. Is, I read yeah. that he said that. Um, it's a great performance from Danny DeVito uh, as her, but, but mm. Hank Azaria was saying the first yeah. time he did it in the Brother Where Art There episode, um, he was a, just an absolute joy. But um, he said this time he came in, he was just—he was not very, not very good. He just said, "Come on, then, let's get it over with." He wasn't really that much fun. Oh, really? Which is a bit disappointing. Yeah, but yeah. the key, Tim, is it does not come out in his performance, does it? No, as a professional, absolutely, yeah, like <laughs> us. You can't you, tell that we're in bits right now. Exactly. You yeah. can't tell when we're miserable, um, or when we're you know when we're quite up. We just we always just turn it on when the mic <laughs> sort of kicks in. Um, and this is a great example of an episode where the guest star uh, is a part of the show's brilliance, mm. part of the episode's brilliance, rather than yeah. just let's find a way to accommodate the, the, you know the traits or the the, the guest star. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he is just a great voiceover for Herb's brother, rather than yeah, I agree. Yeah, you know, smothers the kind of episode because of who he is. Yeah, there's no reference to to him as a as a person. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. He just plays the character perfectly, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. So there we go. Brilliant. So another ten. Now we've got the challenge, haven't we? Of what is our favourite episode of season three? Yeah, we do. And you can. I mean, basically, you can choose any one you want. Right. And as we as we were talking about last night. Yeah. There are four episodes, five in total, including this one, mm. that we gave double tens to. Would you like to read those out? I would. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just about to. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> they are, they are Flaming Rose, yeah. Burns to Calf and the Craftwork, yeah. I Married Marge, uh, and Dog of Death, and this one, and this episode here. So, who's um, going? You better go first. I challenge you, Tim, to choose. Don't forget what we're doing here is we're not choosing. It's not a technical, objective choice. It's this is, as we always agree, this is all about our hearts. Yeah. Which one we personally love. God. You could say that this episode... I'll go first then. You could say that this episode is 
technically perfect and um you, you know if you laid it out in a kind of story writing sort of class or mm. comedy writing class um it would be a great example of that yeah. but it's not my favorite of the season and um the 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 episode that really sort of nails it for me mm. is uh I married Marge oh wow because I wasn't expecting that because yeah 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 because a lot of the other episodes and those double tens that we mentioned mm. they they have so many great great moments and so many great moments in them but um yeah i don't i don't know i think the reason the reason i really love i married marge is that it just it just nails as we said at the time i think it nails all the things that i love about the show itself yeah. in the way that it's it kind of brings them together this couple and it, it absolutely shows you the all the good side and the bad side of homer mm. and um you know him spoiling the ending of the empire strikes back when they go for, to the cinema and mm. um the kind of um yeah the way that you see homer's character kind of develop yeah and the way that he turns things around and becomes um becomes a kind of viable sort of partner for marge mm. and um uh it's just again it's one of those episodes that you see you see it kind of flashing back and forward to them to him telling the story to the kids now yeah. Um, because it starts with her with Marge worrying that she's pregnant, doesn't it? And yeah, Bart yeah. saying, No, you're you're a machine. And then he kind of cuts back to the story about how they all got together and how It is wonderful, how, yeah. How Bart's Yeah, it's about Bart, isn't it? It's about when, when she's pregnant with Bart. Yeah. Um and you know, naming him and then Shotgun Pete's the wedding at Shotgun Pete's. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then he gets a job at the power plant, which is a great foreshadowing of the rest of the series. Yeah. And um and it's sort of the way he has to get her the ring from the onion rings mm. and yeah yeah, um, yeah it's all it's just such a it's such a warm episode i think mm. i think it's one of those episodes that if um i sort of think of desert island episodes really you know if i had to the, all the other episodes were just burned and i could only take these yeah um i think this is the one i'd take you know because mm. it's just it just sort of um brings it in it brings everything in and it even brings in um when he goes when he gets a job at the plant and he comes in saying, "I'll I'll do whatever you want. You know, I'm your man. I'll 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 never stick up for myself." And there's something really poignant about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And Byrne says, "Yes, okay, you're the you're the man for me." Yeah. And he leaves, and Byrne says, "Who was that young Hellcat Smithers?" Um, Smithers says, "Homer Simpson, sir." Simpson, eh? I'll remember that name. <laughs> <laughs> Which almost to me sort of cues up the yeah. rest of you know the rest of yeah, the show. It does. Really, yeah, yeah. It's, it's that fantastic. lovely sort of uh, central kind of connection about it and um and you have that wonderful simpsons ending where it turns out that she's not pregnant after all of that and mm. he's just told the story about you know the poignant story of how bart was born and then they go yes and high five because she's not pregnant again yeah yeah i just love that episode it's great yeah I, I was worried we'd have the same one but i i totally um i totally agree with everything you said about that episode but yeah. it's not my favorite okay so i was i was torn but the one i've finally come down on was the dog of death. Yeah. For similar reasons, I think, because the the other one that was really, I really was uh, going back and forward was um, Burns, the Calvin de Craftwork, which um, yeah. I love for, for many reasons. But I think it's the, you said many times that it's about make me care and yes. the heart yes. of the Simpsons. And the same reason with I Married Marge, isn't it? The heart of the Simpsons, there's a family uh, and the trials and tribulations of a family that cares for each other but finds it difficult sometimes to to make ends meet or to make it matter. And I think that's what's captured in The Dog of Death, where 
you know, the family dog gets ill. I mean, that gets me straight away anyway. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's it's how the family then gather around and support each other to get Santa's little helper back to health and back when he runs away. All of the little gags. I love I love Homer's. <laughs> I still. I mean, you talk about Desert Island. I'd need this just to see Homer. When he when he imagined himself as a big golden king. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Look closer, Lenny. <laughs> oh, it's, you're the biggest man in the world now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I'm made entirely of gold. Um, yeah, all that stuff. There's some great gigs. Take a hike, boss. <laughs> and there's all even hail some king brilliant. Homer. Yeah. Yes, all hail. There's even some brilliant Burns moments in this because Burns obviously um, ends up taunting the dog. Great film reference with Clockwork Orange. Yeah, I loved it. I loved uh, all the cameos in it. So that's my my star episode for episode uh, for season three is is the Dog of Death. Yeah, I was, that was that was very closely mine. It was very close, and mm. I just thought I wanted something that kind of encapsulates a little bit more of what I love about the show. And sort of for me, that that's what I Married Marge does. Yeah, and um, there's a lot of that also in in Dog of Death, but it just shows the kind mm. of the sort of um, the quality that. That the show's at at this stage about how difficult that decision was. Absolutely, you know, to just kind of choose choose an episode that uh, seems to seems to summarise it all. Well, and uh, I'm sure our database shows that we've we've given more tens this season than last, right? Well, we gave five double tens, five ten ten out of ten for both both of us mm. in this season, and we only gave two double tens in season two. So right, uh, there was one ten, and you ruined it by giving it nine point five. But Did I? It was. <laughs> <laughs> but there's sort of, so there's only two ten tens yeah in season two and um there weren't any in season one there weren't any tens at all in season one. Oh really so mm. so well, yeah we've got we now have five um official stay at home um essential episodes which are season one uh life on the fast lane that's um jacques oh yes crusty gets busted mm-hmm. uh season one we both chose Blood Feud, the last episode oh, yeah. of season two, mm. and um, we now have I Married Marge and Dog of Death. Fantastic season three makes a great collection. I wish you could do playlists on Disney Plus. So we could create a playlist of these. You probably can actually. Um, yeah. And I'm looking looking at season four. I'm I think there's going to be more tens. I could be wrong, but I'm looking at Camp Krusty, Streetcar Named Marge, Marge versus the Monorail, mm. Mr. Plough. I'm looking at oh. potential, some great Duffless. I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> Krusty gets cancelled. There's lots of good stuff. Here. I, don't, I don't know whether reviewing them, I might be a, a, a shade off 10, but some of those sound like surefire 10s to me. I think we've got a good method now where we basically just absolutely restrict ourselves to just choosing one of our favourite episodes for each yeah. season. Are absolutely yeah. the one that we personally love the most, mm. and but we can also throughout the the, uh, the recaps we can you know say why we think this is a ten out of ten or why we think this is a classic episode. So I suppose at the end of the the end of this, when we're in our sort of mid eighties and we finish this whole endeavour, yes, um, <laughs> then um, we'll have sort of two two rows, won't we? Two lists. We'll have the yeah. list of all the episodes that we've chosen at the end of each season as our personal favourites, and we'll also have all the tens. Yeah. So you'll see yeah. a kind of like two tier kind of list. It's the work we're doing. This is what we choose to do with um, our time during lockdown. <laughs> yeah, utterly pointless, Tim. Brave, but pointless. Not even brave, to be fair. Yeah. Ultimately, 
of, of no worth <laughs> to anyone. We've not contributed anything to the stock of human knowledge. No, we're contributing nothing to the world. You know, it's, it's an entirely indulgent, self-indulgent exercise. Isn't yeah, it? it's a really. vacuous, <laughs> vacuous um, activity. But never if mind. If anyone sort of reviews it uh, and sort of um, says something similar to that, then piss off. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Go away. Yeah, we're doing it. Get off our property. (laughs) We're doing it because um, I think we're doing it as a kind of way to um, stay sane, really. Stay afraid. Definitely. uh, Amidst all this just horror and trying to find a way to, as we've said before, just to embrace something that we both love and to kind of um, share that love with. Celebrate things that are outstanding in the field of excellence, I think. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> we probably should wind it up. Do you want to do your, your classic wind-up? Looking for Well, next time, season four, so very exciting. Yeah, we will um, continue. Um, we will return yes, yes. for season four of the show and the continuing mm. coronavirus lockdown in the UK, yes. which um, has been a disaster for so many in so many ways, medically, economically, um, you know, lifestyle curtailed. But it's been great for this podcast, Tim. <laughs> Let's, let's try it's been a godsend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the continuing misery um, has, made, has, has meant that we, we have a, a solid logic for carrying on with this podcast. Exactly. Yeah. For that, everyone's thankful, I think. So, yeah. Um... yeah, that's everyone, everyone's thinking that, I think, after all the government briefings and the body counts and stuff and... Hmm. Or it's they're thinking at least at least that podcast that that Simpsons thing is still going. Yeah. And on that um yeah. <laughs> bombshell. On that bombshell, yeah, it's time to it's time for us to stop talking. Yes. I think. And and say our usual best wishes, stay stay safe, stay healthy. Yeah. Try not to die. Try yeah. not to die. At least until you've heard the, the next episode of Stay at Home, <laughs> which is which is coming next week. Yeah, <laughs> until then. Yeah, until then, take care. See you later. Take care.